welcome to the Fullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Cameron Spann. No court wins it today, huh? No court. Court is on a magical island, enjoying Mai Tais and feet in the sand. Wait, is he back in Maui? He didn't invite us? <laughs> he didn't invite <laughs> us. No, Court is unable to be with us today. And, uh, you know, we debated because we want to make sure we keep getting these episodes out to you. And I started thinking, our IMDb list of episodes, it needs to be even. Yes, I know we are not movies, but you think about it like, when you binge watch a show and you can go on there, if you haven't watched all the episodes, you can kind of see who's going to get killed off or who's, you know, not going to be around because it's like, oh, well, that main character's only in 50 out of the 100 episodes. So I've recorded with Court without you. He's recorded with you without me. Yeah. And this is our first time recording just the two of us. Just the, just just the, the two of us. <laughs> oh, here we go with the singing. This is kind of my rant a little bit um, because Court isn't here to be in session, so I get to be in session. But this is coming fresh off of Court and I actually going to Commonwealth uh, Retirement Symposium in Austin, Texas. Sounds fancy. Yeah, it was um, it was really informative. Um, There's a lot of different topics that I'm going to do some episodes about, kind of mainly about the uh, the behavioral mindset of when you're actually in retirement. I'm going to do an episode on that, and then really kind of talk diving in there talking about like risk and especially with what's going on in the market and the world. But this one, um, you know how a lot of times on conferences, they bring in someone who's not related to the business necessarily. Yeah, they kind of spice it up with their keynote. Yeah. yeah. And so they had this guy came in named Greg Bell and he is um, a public speaker. He's an author and I have not read any of his books yet because I, I just got back from Austin, but I got so jazzed with his presentation that it really thought okay, let, let's talk about this. And so this episode is kind of all about that. And one of his main lines was, um, what's going well? Such an open-ended question. I mean, it, I will tell you, Court and I are sitting in this big ballroom and there's a ton of people in there and he flashes up on the screen, what's going well? Think about it. And I'm like, uh. So is he like asking like, in your life, what in your, are yeah, the things? Yeah, general, in your life, hey, what's going well right now? And it, it's almost like when you're on a game show and you freeze, you can't think of anything. And he was proving a point. And it's about how there is so much negativity in the world. But before I get into this, I forgot I have to tell you guys. So I advocated for the podcast. I talked about you listeners out there. And I talked about what we do because I was with fellow advisors. And now Commonwealth is a group that really kind of a bunch of independent advisors work together And we're all different and unique. And that reminded me on how I want you to walk away knowing that who you choose to do business with needs to be unique for you and who works best with you. But there were several times during this conference I almost busted myself because I wanted to call jargon violations. (laughs) We're we're sitting because the same thing as most people know with conferences, you have great material that is presented, but then there's all the sidebar conversations. And so when we're talking about the podcast, Court and I, and then we're sitting at this lunch table and there's a group of token Southerners, Court and myself, and then a guy from um, North Carolina. And then you had a Texas guy and then a couple of people from like Maine and you know all the, the Northern states. And they're all like, we're all having a conversation. And all of a sudden there's a side conversation going across the table. And there is like acronym, jargon, this jargon, that. And then they get up and leave the table. And I look across, I'm like, 
what the heck did they just say? Did they even know what they said? I don't <laughs> even know if they knew what they were saying, but I think it turned into one of those, like it was small enough conversation that there wasn't enough questions asked that it was just like, oh yeah, the PCA and ACC and the LBB. And it's like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about? They were just trying to sound smart, mm. right? Yeah. So I, I want to echo to my mind on why it's important to do this podcast, because even in our own industry, because yes, they were also advisors, but they may be in a practice where they just work on 401k plans for businesses and don't really work with an individual person's wealth management. So just even within my own peers, there's so much jargon thrown around that they needed some jargon violations. But okay, so going back to what we want to talk about. Um, yeah, so what's going well? That should be a simple question, right? So Kim, what's going well today? Oh, that's tough. Well, bef- before I answer that, when you said the guy got on stage and posed that question, I would have frozen up too, because if he had said what's not going well, that is a lot easier to answer. Yeah. You know, money, work, family, blah, blah, blah. But what's going well, it makes you really dig into your psyche and uh, <laughs> be like, how am I blessed today? <laughs> and, and it almost seems like cheeky and just kind of like trendy. Like, oh, what are you blessed for today? Like, yeah. it it's become so trendy and Instagrammed out the frame that now nobody really thinks about how important that question is. Yeah. Did you want me to answer the question? Or I mean, yeah. Just, oh. give, give me an answer. My job's going well. Memorial Day went well. I feel a little more rested health-wise. Me and my family are well. It's tough. That's a tough question. It's a tough question. I think that was his point is because, you know, being positive thinking. And again, please don't go, because this, me doing this episode, Court's going to listen to me like, really, Katie? Did you you listen to what you were saying? Because it's so opposite of what I normally would say. But we people are wired to notice what's going wrong. We're focused on negative. You know, we're thinking about what could be a threat. Oh, that stove could be hot. Maybe keep my hand away from it. We're always looking at what's missing and almost, you know, it's too good to be true. Those philosophies with it. I mean, that's something that's been ingrained in us because that's what saved us during our evolution. It's times of danger and scarcity. But negative comments, events, mistakes, problems, and threats, they stand out to us. It's natural, and it's often reinforced by, you know, upbringing and training. Yeah. It's like, like you were saying, it's like probably a defense mechanism from thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think we can all think back to as a kid, like that one time somebody made a really crappy comment to us. Like, I remember being on an elevator out of town somewhere with my best friend, and we thought these little boys were cute at the pool, and then found out as they were walking away, they both like said a really mean comment about me and my best friend. Okay, we were like 12. Why do I remember that? Why is that still stuck in my head? Like, who was that little punk? Who cares? It's, it's always in your brain it's forever and ever. in your brain. So we got to have a list. Even though Court's not here, we got to do a list. So, and this is a perfect list that Court's going to be mad we did without him. Yes. These are like the negative Nancy characters. So, I mean, negative Nancy, for those that don't know, that's just the people that are kind of the... Debbie Downers. Debbie Downers. Yeah. Yeah, Just always negative. Okay. So, number one is Red Foreman from that 70s show. That's the grumpy dad, right? Yes. Grumpy dad. Awesome. Uh, April Ludgate from Parks and Rec. She's the dark haired girl who's like, almost like, remember the show Daria? The cartoon Daria? She's kind of like her, just kind of like monotone and dry sense of humor. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Lois from Malcolm in the Middle. This is the mom. Ah. And so she's always trying to get control and yeah. Squidward from SpongeBob. Oh lordy. Yeah. SpongeBob. <laughs> he was always yelling at him. Um I should not have this one. 
Stanley Hudson from The Office. So good, so good. Never seen The Office. I know, I know. Did I stutter? (laughs) Uh, Then we've got Carl Fredrickson from Up. The old man from Up. But you understand why he's so grumpy. Yeah, and then he Mm. softens up at the end. Yeah. Okay, George Wilson from Dennis the Menace. Yes. Yes. That kid plays so many tricks on him. So he's grumpy. Walt Kowalski from Gran Torino. Yeah, that's the Clint Eastwood character. Get off my lawn. <laughs> uh, Scrooge. Of course. Oh, oh, yeah. The ultimate curmudgeon. Yeah. And then, ooh, I like this one, Severus Snape from Harry Potter. Yeah. And so I have to add on here, Grumpy's not on here. Grumpy from the Seven Dwarfs and then Eeyore. Yeah. Because when I think about, in fact, I've called court and I've called my husband this when they're just kind of being like, ooh, nothing's going to go right. And I don't know. I don't know why I should try. It's like, quit being Eeyore. <laughs> And then again, I will add Debbie Downer from the SNL skits. Yes. So true. And I mean, there's so many things in that it's been ingrained since we were kids, like Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, which I didn't realize was now had become a movie. Yeah, I've never seen it or read it. The book, I read it. Like, I remember reading that. I think my mom was trying to tell me something because (laughs) I read that book. And I remember reading um, Berenstain Bears. Yes. And there was, the sister was, like, green with envy and, like, grumpy. Like, there was all those books about this sister being, like, up in her feelings. I forgot about this, but Bruce Almighty. Do you remember that with Jim Carrey? Mm Mm-hmm. So it was all because he said God was doing a terrible job. Oh, yeah. So he was all just like, you're doing awful. And then God's like, here you go. Boom. Take it. Answer all the prayer requests. Yep. Um, uh, Shawshank Redemption is another one. A story showing how your hope and outlook in life is what shapes your life experience, even in prison. Oh, yeah. And that's, if you haven't seen that movie. It's one of the best. But um, some other fun little quotes that really kind of shape the outlook of life. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Forrest Gump. Yes. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. Ferris Bueller. Nobody is going to hit as hard as life, but it ain't how hard you get hit. It's how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. It's how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Rocky. These are inspirational. Yeah. There should be no boundaries to human endeavor. We are all different. However bad life may seem, there is always something you can do and succeed at. While there's life, there is hope. Stephen Hawking. Okay, so what's going well? That should not be a hard question at all, but it is. And I started thinking about that. I was like, huh, we need to start asking clients that. We need to start asking friends and family that. You know, you've got obviously delivery is important because if someone has just ranted to you what a terrible day they've had and you go, well, so what's going well? If you don't deliver it appropriately, they can be like, okay, Mm -hmm. thanks a lot. You didn't care at all what I was saying. But it's it's a simple question on changing your perception and looking at things of going, what is positive in my life? And I started thinking about this of how you think about it on the news. It's, it's mostly negative stuff that we're hearing about all the time. And even when people are talking about it, you know, it's not ever, oh my gosh, I just read a story where a woman, you know, did this that was inspirational or somebody did that. It's usually, did you see this crazy stuff? Did you hear about this shooting? Did you hear about that? And so not only are we getting fed negative information, but then we're continuing to share negative information. I want to be careful with this episode because I also don't want to be all hunky-dory like everything should be positive and wonderful because you have to address the negative in life. And I think that what the short time this guy was talking, and of course, like I want to check out his book, but 
not putting so much focus on always looking at the negative of things. Right. And take it with some of the episodes we've talked about. Hey, if, you know, you've had an issue with credit card debt and you've done really well for a couple of months, but then all of a sudden you you slip. Like when we were talking to Keiki and she said, what do you do when you've got that sale that comes up or you've got, you know, opportunities with friends and then you're in trouble because next month your credit cards, you've got a balance on it and you have to pay interest. Okay, well, yeah, you address that, but don't get so Eeyore in your moments of like, I can't do this at all. And you're so focused on the negative that you can't see, hey, I was able to do it for three months and did great and didn't have credit card debt. Yeah, I slipped. Let's move on and try and be positive and look at what's going well and what steps you took to address it. Yeah, it's just so easy to complain. We enjoy it. I think because it's maybe cathartic, you want people to have a conversation with you and say, oh, you're okay. But w- saying woe is me is is just fun. And, and we all love gossip as humans and gossip is negative. So there's just that whole whole negative aspect. That's why it's just easy to talk about it. Yeah. And I mean, I even, I, I called uh, David Pickler and said, hey, you know, our morning staff meetings that we have Monday mornings at each week, like, I know we talk about the action steps and we talk about things that need to be done. And usually we talk about the problems. And I said, I don't know how to implement it where it's not cheesy, but I want us to start adding in what's going well. What has gone well with a client this week? What has, you know... Has there been a win? And I don't want it to be like the whole Thanksgiving table of everyone to go around Mm -hmm. the table and say what you're thankful for, but trying to just switch that because we get so focused and I I know I'm going to butcher what the exact numbers were, but Greg Bell put in his book and his presentation that someone can give you like five or five or 10 praises and one negative comment. You know what you're going to remember? You're going to latch on to that negative comment. You are. You're going to forget about those number of times that you got a pat on the back or you got told you did a good job. You're just going to focus on that one bad thing. And it's so true. You're so crippled by that bad thing that you did or that negative comment that you can't focus on the positives. And, And again, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because... We've kind of switched to a society where like participation trophies and everybody gets <laughs> praised. So it's it's like we talk about with finance stuff. It's that balancing act. We've got to get a little bit more positive and take care of each other and ourselves. But, um, you know, it's it's also one of those like Cam can't be over here like passing out praises left and right, like telling everybody how wonderful they are and then not praising himself. Mm, that was deep. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Katie. But I mean, that's like both of us. Like yeah. we we are so bad about that. Um, you know, in addition to all the other duties we have, Cam and I work on a lot of the client appreciation events that we do and sponsorship events. And it's very hard to take compliments. It is. We're hard on ourselves. We, we focus on what went wrong or what could we have done better rather than, oh, this was a successful event. Yeah. I look back at some of them, like we had a client event and um, the caterer got something. It was a new person that got lost. And so it was real panicky, but then it was able to, ended up being perfect. Clients had no idea. In that day, in that couple of weeks afterwards, I think you and I were beating ourselves up like we should have prepared for it. Looking at it now, I'm like, we were pretty awesome that we were able to like pull that together. Yeah. Clients didn't know. We should be proud of that. And so I think it's one of those, like if you look back at some of your negative moments, 
they're not that negative anymore if you look in a different light. I mean, Facebook memories tell you that. Oh, boy. <laughs> the nem- have you had a ton where you're like, I was so stressed out, blah, 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 and you're like, oh, homegirl, you don't even know what stress was. <laughs> That's right. And this is making me think it's, it's important to surround yourself with positive people because you need that support, especially if you beat yourself up. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this kind of goes... <sighs> a lot of different directions because yes we we're a financial podcast but it goes into so much of it because if you don't take care of yourself don't take praise don't take that time to look at the positive then you're just what you're just focusing on doing the next thing and trying to be better trying to be better trying to be better well for what like yeah you you screwed up something at work so now you're so hyper focused that you're scared you're gonna mess up but then you're just going through the motions and you're not really truly believing in what you're doing. You're not truly putting your heart into it. And I know something, you know, obviously you don't need to put your heart into like going to the copier, but like it shows passion, I think, especially in our industry and really everywhere. I want to do business with somebody who's passionate about what they're doing. Right. I'm speaking to y'all as I'm, I have this problem. And that's, I think, why I wanted to talk about it is because it's, you get so focused on, oh, I screwed up. I need to move on and move forward. And you don't think about what did you do good today? What's what's going well? It's really, again, finding that balance. Greg Bell talked a lot about patience, which he said, yeah, sometimes in the supermarket, I like to get in the long line. Well, why? For patience. I don't have that kind of patience. Me neither. Like Ferris Bueller, life moves fast. That instant gratification. We want stuff now. We want to, you know, lose weight instantly. We want to see that our credit card debt has gone down just because we decided to switch. And we're setting ourselves up for failure already because we don't have realistic expectations. We're not patient. We're not persistent because we get impatient. That's right. What comes to mind is like lottery tickets. Nothing wrong with those, but no. uh, again, people want to get rich quick and you spend a lot of money on those lottery tickets and it's very rare that you win. Yeah. Very rare. Another little nugget, he uh, obviously he made an impression on me. He said something about you want to find peace in your life. You'll find peace when you pass away, but find peace while living. It's so true. Uh, life is too short to hold grudges or, or harness all this negativity and spew it everywhere nobody wants to be around that yeah and i think that's again going back to finding that team you've got your support team which is your cheerleaders your family your friends but also it's your support team of your financial people it's you know like we tell people all the time like we encourage you to go on vacations we encourage you to start that business we encourage you to do it we want to help guide you that direction but you've got to have that support so yesterday i was uh with my niece and she is two going on 18 but she was sitting in the seat what is it the high chairs thing and she wanted me to unbuckle the thing like hit the button so then she could snap them back in and so I did this a couple of times and then she would get excited when she clipped it back in there and we'd be like yay Cora and then I would go and push the button again for her she go yay Katie (laughs) and she kept doing it I'm like I need this hype girl in my life. (laughs) But it's, I mean, yes, obviously that was a silly moment, but Cora was cheering me on for doing something so simple. And have we thought about just thanking and appreciating the simple things sometimes? Because I think that's where those things we take advantage of. If they're not there, like if, you know, just appreciating somebody for what they're doing. And, you know, again, it's that balance because... 
okay, yeah, it's their job or it's their, that's what they should do. But just a simple like appreciation can make a huge difference to people and praising them and not, I think it's one of those, like if you had something negative to say, like come back with like a couple of positives as well. So it softens the blow a little bit. That's right. And I think it comes down to perspective because Americans especially, we're so blessed we have so much and it's easy to try to keep up with the Joneses. Well, I don't have this mansion, but look at the, I hate to use this, our parents use it all the time, the starving kids in Africa. I'm sure they're grateful for things. They're they're alive another day. They've got yeah. maybe family. You know, it's all in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. The stop and smell the roses philosophy, which, I mean, it's, that's a phrase that we say a lot and I actually looked up what the meaning was. I thought I knew it, but... Enlighten me, Katie. Stopping to smell the roses is an act of appreciation and recognizing the source of the goodness in our lives. It means taking time to recognize the daily moments that bring us joy and really seeing what causes that emotion. It sounds silly, like, you know... What was it? The um, when life gives you lemon, mm-hmm. make, lemonade make lemonade or grab some vodka and make a screwdriver. <laughs> like I don't know, not a screwdriver. Screwdriver's orange juice. Well, you could maybe make a screwdriver with lemonade. <laughs> lemon drop. That's what it is. Ah, <laughs> I knew it was something. But it's like we say these catchphrases all the time. But how how much are we ever implementing them and doing them? Right. Okay. Some more little nuggets from good old Greg Bell. You possess one thousand four hundred fourteen minutes a day. What you say no to is just as important as what you say yes to. Because I can tell you when I'm in my negative Nancy feels, the no is uh, top of mind. Although Cam and I with this whole thing are going to be, we say yes to everything and then we regret it sometimes. <laughs> so there's an opportunity cost to say, to everything we say yes to. Saying yes to the good could be a missed opportunity for saying yes to something great. There are, of course, times we must say yes, even though we want to say no, but we must learn to say no to things that we know we should. There's an art to saying no, and here are the keys. Cam, give us that art. Guys, I I really need to learn from this because I cannot say no because I am such a people pleaser and Mm -hmm. I hate conflict. And those two things together is a nightmare. That's what uh, you and I doing this episode is like, we need to go back and listen to it and like drill it into our brains while we sleep. The art to saying no. Number one, treat your time like money. Remember when I mentioned earlier that you have 1,440 minutes each day? Convert that to a dollar figure. If someone asked for $180 or 3 hours of that $1,400 or 24 hours, you might think twice about letting someone else drain your resources. The next time you are about to say yes to something that you know you should say no to, take your hourly wage and the amount of time for that activity and imagine lighting it on (laughs) fire and watching it burn in front of you. That's a different perspective for sure. It is. Yep. Um, Number two, if you are not used to saying no, think about it as practice. I have even told people I'm practicing saying no this year. Thanks for your understanding. I'm going to send out a memo (laughs) to the staff and I'm sure David would be thrilled. I'm saying no this week. I'm trying no out. Let's see how this goes. And then be like, JK, just kidding. What do you need? Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. I was just kidding. (laughs) Number three, avoid saying maybe because the other person could interpret that as almost yes or see it as a window to keep pestering you. Make your no clear and clean. I suffer there, Katie. It's so bad. It's just like, well, if you need me or if no one else can help, which then they're like, you're it. You're locked in. You're in. Yeah. My friends are like, hey, you want to go out? Maybe. Maybe. Just kind of keep that door open because I hate saying no. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, because you don't know. And it's the worst is like the you three weeks ago said yes to it, not thinking about oh, the you. <laughs> that is the worst. It's so bad. Um, so four, create a variety of ways to say no and practice with a partner or in the mirror. <laughs> you and I will have like 30 minutes every week. We'll practice saying no to Our each no other. Our no sessions. 
And number five, schedule dates with yourself to work <laughs> on the things that are important to you, including things for fun, health, and renewal. Set aside intervals in your digital calendar or planner to commit yourself and never give up that time no matter what. Yep. I mean, I know we've talked about this before about the work-life balance, and this all kind of goes again together about what's going well. Because if you can only think of the negative, then you need to change your story and you need to try and add something of what's going well. And we only have limited hours. We only have limited time. And you've got to figure out how to prioritize that and focus on what's good and what's making a difference. Now, obviously, you still got to work. You still got to get a paycheck. So you can't cut that off. But if you can prioritize and stop hanging out with that negative Nancy, that's really just putting you in a grumpy mood for the rest of the week. Because it happens. I put in here again about the deferred gratification because we talk a lot about with clients when they're planning for retirement and they're young and they're putting so much money away for retirement that they're just like, oh, I'm going to have an amazing retirement. Well, no, you need to live life now. Yes, we need to think about the future, but we also need to think about now and have that balance. Well, the same thing happens with work, with life, and I'm, I'm very guilty of this. You sit there and go, oh, well, I'll focus on that project that's really going to make me happy once I finish this one, or I'll work on this once I finish this work project. Because what happens? The next one comes and the next one comes. And That's right. It's all about balance because, yeah, your future self will thank you for putting a lot into retirement, but if you're putting everything into it for decades and decades, that's going to be a miserable life just to enjoy, what, a decade or two yeah. in retirement? Yeah. I mean, balance, baby. I'm not to the kids stage yet, but I'm sure like if you had to leave work and go see your kids play a soccer game, and yeah, that meant that the next day you had to come in early or stay late, I think that'd be worth it to you. You would see that time because what's going well? You got to see Stella make the game-winning goal or something. And Katie, I am learning that every day. It's becoming more important to me because when I get home from work, my kids seem to be getting taller and older. (laughs) Like it's happening in front of my eyes and I'm like, hang on, I've got to like be a bigger part of their life. I've got to make it to every program. And even if I have to pay for it somehow, you know, come in early or stay late another day, it's worth it. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, this is, this is bundling a lot of different episodes together because it's that, um, my dad, my mom have always ingrained in me the play, play hard, work hard philosophy. And it's that you maximize your time of those great opportunities. You say yes, when a cool opportunity comes up, when, you know, a pressing thing with your kids come up, but you also know that you took that time to do that. Now you need to buckle down and focus and work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's kind of cut out the water cooler conversation that is usually gossip, negative drama that then is just going to eat at you. Because it's, I swear, it's like a little poison. It is. If somebody comes in and is like, oh, they're mad at somebody, then you're like, oh, what did I do? What did I do? And you spend the next 30 minutes going, what did I screw up? And if you had never heard that comment. You'd be chugging along. You'd be going. And I don't know how to get negativity away from you. I mean, I wish if it was like Harry Potter where you could see it like slithering through the air and you're like, oh, oh, dodge it. Get out of the way. We keep talking about balance and this, it does go with your finances, but it goes with your life and, you know, thinking about being happy and, you know, court don't gag with you here this, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, happiness is so important. And if you can't be happy in a shack, you're definitely not gonna be happy in a mansion. In fact, there are more rooms to be unhappy in a mansion. 
Very true. So what does that tell you? Money can't buy happiness. And so you've got to make sure you're happy with what you're doing and you find something that makes you excited, something that makes you get up every day. And and that's kind of where we go with retirement life. We can tell some people you're financially ready to retire, but you may not be emotionally ready because you haven't found that thing that gets you excited to get up. You haven't found that bucket list item. But I mean, here's another list about happiness. And this is by uh, Greg Bell. Obviously, I'm a fan of his. Check out his books. (laughs) Number one, create a value system and make habits out of them. Understand what you truly value and care about and figure out how to take action around those things. Happiness is a byproduct of living out your values and desires daily. So I would think your values right now is you want to be a part of your kids' lives. You want to be at their programs, their activities. And and I've seen it. You've been like, hey, guys, I'll be back in an hour, so I'm going to the picnic or I'm going to right, yeah. the school activity. And yeah, that does that take you know you an hour or so out of the office? Yeah, but how much of an impact does that make on your kids and how much in a better mood are you? Yeah, it's a, it's a win-win. Number two, take responsibility for your happiness. Too often we put the blame and give others power over our happiness. We're waiting for our boss or government to change before we can be happy. Don't bother waiting. And don't be a victim. Take your happiness into your own hands. Yep. It's easy to be the victim, Katie. Oh, it, it just is. It is. It's just... It um, feels kind of good. Like I said earlier, like to complain, to woe is me. Mm-hmm. Snap out of it. You need somebody to do that. And it's like, like I said, I, I need to be listening to these own words because I know my husband has said to me, like, quit being so negative. But it's that's what you do. Uh, number three, don't put off feeling good. Happiness is a journey, not a destination. So celebrate and enjoy the journey while you're watering your bamboo. And that <laughs> that goes to a book that he's got about watering your bamboo. But it, it's true. Celebrate the small wins and don't wait for, oh, we'll all celebrate when it's a bigger deal. Or like you get that letter of potential acceptance to something, celebrate then. Then when you actually get accepted to where you are, celebrate again. There is no, all the celebrations. Exactly. And it's, you know, I kind of throw it back to you, Cam. We used to celebrate these episodes. Yeah. We, would, we, we, would, we would hit a milestone in downloads and we'd go celebrate. And then we got too busy and Why? we stopped doing it. And yeah, I think it's because we felt like we couldn't sacrifice, you know, an hour out of the office to go get lunch or something. And and we need, we need to start practicing what we preach and we yeah. need to celebrate the small wins and be excited. The celebrations, they keep us motivated and excited to record this. Yeah. When Again, I, it's a win-win. When I was telling these advisors, like, yeah, we just launched our 103rd episode. They're like, wow. And to me, I'm like, oh yeah, we just do this. But that's impressive. It is. And it's, I think we're making a difference. And I mean, I at least feel like it's helping me really explain different things. And I think it's helping different clients. Yeah. We're learning. Like these episodes are teaching us. Yeah. Number four, appreciate what you have. I wrote what's going well. I'm, sh- I'm assuming this yes, is, yeah, is correct. Okay. Yep. I'm, I wrote what's going well because I think we often overlook the good in our lives and take things for granted. It's crucial to ask ourselves what's going well to deal with the things that are, aren't going well. If you constantly look elsewhere for something you don't have, you'll feel empty. Practice gratitude and your happiness level will increase. Uh, okay, I got to throw a little pop culture in there. I feel like everybody has a show they kind of watch at the end of the night when they don't really want to pay attention, but they like just, it's something pleasurable. Yes. yes. So I have stumbled and I'm watching Doogie Howser. Really? (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's kind of crazy because I've been watching it for a couple of weeks now and now like he looks like Neil Patrick Harris. It's like he's grown up. But at the end of each episode, he gets on his old computer and he types out a lesson that he's learned every day. And 
I think feel like when you're kids, you watch those shows that like Seventh Heaven and you know Boy Meets World and Doogie Howser. They all had lessons at the end of it. And as adults, we just watch shows about murder and crime and <laughs> sci-fi, and, and we don't have a lesson show anymore. But there was an episode where he talks about how making sure you have those expectations and appreciating what you have and not always, you know, what's the phrase? The grass isn't always greener on the mm-hmm. other side. Keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, do you hear? We're going through so many of our podcast episodes here. Focus on you and what you can control. Practice gratitude. Yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the court would be dying with this one that yes, I have. You would. Lower your expectations. If you lower your expectations, you'll be disappointed less. Oh, Lord. Yes, that, that I have a very hard problem with that because I have such high expectations for what I would do for people. And oftentimes it's friends and stuff that would let me down because I've built up what I would do for them and they don't always do it for me. And a lot of times uh, Daniel will say to me, he goes, that's not in their wheelhouse. They, you, right. they don't know how to do that. And so you can't be mad at them for something they're not capable of doing. Yeah. Okay. Your idea of people will <laughs> never, never match your expectation. I know. It's it's hard. I'm working it through hard. it. I'm working through it with all of y'all on Bullcast. That's good. <laughs> and number six to round out this list, assume positive intent. Assume everyone is doing their best. Clearly, there will be people who do things <laughs> you don't like. But just assume if you were them, you'd be doing exactly what they're doing. Assume the positive in others and give people grace. And that is maybe one of the most difficult things of showing grace. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah, it is. And it's, I mean, you kind of think about it. If somebody's being, somebody's being that sour person, then if you try and be the light with all of it and try and be positive, then yeah, there may some be some people that are like, oh, what do you miss? Positive person. What's the opposite of negative, Nancy? Positive Patsy. Dandy Darla. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, you said positive Patsy. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of a pee I like I that. Pee-pee. Positive Patsy. Positive Pickler. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, this was kind of a weird episode. but This it's, is our self-help episode. <laughs> it is. But it's, it goes into finances because it's so important. If you haven't picked up by like, what, we're 104 episodes in now. Financial stuff is emotional, and it really is because I've noticed I've been working a lot with younger clients and who are just getting started and really diving into that it it becomes a therapy session. You know, Court mentioned on one of our episodes recently, people are much more willing to talk to you about their sex life and their intimate life than they are about their finances because if you get to a point where you're talking to somebody about their personal finances, they are raw. They are telling you everything. And that's where they're vulnerable and you have the opportunity to really help them. And I see that as a great challenge because I want to be that person that they can come to and help them get through all their dreams and goals. But, you know, I know I need to do that for our clients. I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself as well, taking care of you, Cam, making mm-hmm. sure you're, take care of you too. you're doing it. And so it's, I kind of challenge people to say what's going well. I like that. We should start asking each other that. And I was, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm trying to tie this even more into the financial world. So say you're a client of a financial advisor and your your money has been growing great over the past year or two, and then there's just a slight dip. You're going to focus on that dip instead mm-hmm. of, well, look at the past year or two. Yeah. It's just been growing, growing, and it dipped a little bit, but you're going to focus on that. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people, you know, it's easy. It's, easy to talk to clients when everything's going well and the money's growing and everything looks great. 
it's harder to for advisors, it's harder for clients to talk to you when things are not going well. Then, you know, you think about it when we can't get a hold of a client sometimes, it's because they're ashamed to call us and say, I've gotten myself in a credit card debt or mm. I've gotten myself in a pinch. And it's because of the negativity and, or it's, you know, they get upset and look, focus just on this isn't going well. Why is this, why is the stock market crashing? What's happening here? And it's like, well, no, let's, let's look at what the opportunity is. And it's like, okay, well, you know, stocks are at a discount right now because yeah. the market's down and, and looking at things in a different way. And it's not spinning to be deceitful, but it's just spinning things in a way that's going to keep you sane. That's right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, especially this past couple of years, like it has been nothing but beat down with negative stuff left and right. And you've got to stay sane and try and focus on what's going well. And it's like, okay. But I mean, you think about it, people will be like, oh yeah, well, I got a promotion. I didn't get as much of a raise as I wanted. Can You got a promotion. You like, look at the positives. Look at that. But it, we're ingrained to be negative. We are. I mean, I keep thinking back to my student loans. Instead of the progress Abby and I were making, I was just looking at all the interest that was piling up. It's just, but we made it through. Yeah, you made it through. And it's, I think everybody can make it through. And it's just kind of, this was my like, don't give up and try and be positive episode. Was um, this your episode to you and me? I think it was an episode of me and you, because um, I used to joke that Court was our negative Nancy over here, mm-hmm. and I realized I think Court is just like matter of fact and true, and I think you and I are more of, we try and act like we're all happy and positive, but we let the negative get us. We do. It gets the best of us, and I think, you know, really thinking about some of these clients and talking to them about how past behaviors or family behaviors have really made it emotional, and they focus too much on they're going to repeat the past. They're going to follow in their parents' footsteps and have the same financial mistakes and things like that. And I think it's just one of those like, no, let's let's focus on what's actually happening now, what's going well now. So preach, Katie, preach. <laughs> um, I guess we can kind of bullseye this, although we kind of preached it out a little bit. Yeah, let's do a bullseye. Okay, so my bullseye is kind of also gonna be a, a promise to the bullcast world out there. Um I, I know myself, and I'm not going to be able to remember to ask myself this question every day, but I'm going to try and at least ask myself once a week, like, what's going well, or try and when I'm having those negative moments, think about that. I do know that I'm going to start asking my clients this, and, you know, I, I feel like we have a great relationship with a lot of our clients, all of our clients, um, but I want to start asking them this specific question and kind of see how it goes. And and I may start trying to do this with friends and family because it's such a, as you started at the beginning, Cam, it's such an open-ended question. Who knows what you could learn from them by just simply asking that instead of like, how you doing? You're like, what's going well in your life, Cam? Put them in in that moment of vulnerability and you never know what they'll say. Yeah. Okay. That's my bullseye. Cool. Mine is, I think, going to be all about balance. So like Katie was saying earlier in the episode, Uh, When it comes to events or just work in general, we're very negative on ourselves. Like, this went wrong. This could have been better. And I don't think that's a good thing. But then you don't want to wear rose-colored glasses all the time and just say, oh, that went good, that went good, and just push Mm -hmm. it to the side. You you have to find balance. Um, I think accountability comes in here. You need to be accountable to yourself. But don't hammer yourself to death either. Yeah. And I don't really have an answer on how to do it, (laughs) but just try to find that balance. Zen. (laughs) Bullseye. 
Okay, so Ooh, we're boy. gonna we're gonna close this, this out with us, and then we're gonna clip in court, right? No, no, I, th- <laughs> I think we should try to piece this together. Oh lord! Okay, I I will start. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into Bullcast. <laughs> this is gonna be a train wreck. Um, first of all, we have social media, right? We yeah. have a Twitter where we have the tweets. We have uh, Instagram with the pictures, and the handle for those is at bullcastpodcast.com. <laughs> no, it's just the handle. Oh. Okay, hit our website. Okay, so uh, our website is bullcastpodcast.com. We also work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors and where you can find information about us, our team, and our boss, David Pickler, and all kinds of things on that. And that's picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. You see, I got that part right because <laughs> that's what I do in the end. Um, I think so. I think that's, it. I think that's, we've given you enough to go on and forth and be merry. <laughs> so for now, I'm Katie. I'm Cam. <laughs> and we out. Court, we miss you. Yes. <laughs>